0: Welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Gwemi Sola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Welcome, welcome. Hi there. You're welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. As always, like thank you for tuning in. Yeah, just like, thank you. So this is episode fifty. That's great. Episode 50 week 2 or 52 i probably change that title at the end of this recording but who knows i'm so excited to be back uh, first of all i just want to say thank you to everyone that listened to last week's episode thank you for sharing thank you for the feedback it was such an awesome reception thank you and going forward please continue to share please continue to send me your feedback send me your comments send me your questions like let's let's engage um i don't want to be your best kept secret like i saw that on this youtube video like there was this comment um i think it was grace carter a song by grace carter and there was someone saying oh we love her she's so gifted we need to like she can't be our best kept secret anymore like she needs to blow up and so i'm like me too i don't want to be your best kept secret okay thank you so much so this week on the podcast there's so many things i want to talk about this past week i dealt with quite a number of things like insecurities i had i just rediscovered like the beauty of accountability and just like talking to people that really have your best interest at heart people that really care and people that can't speak life over you so that's something I, wanted, I want to talk about on this podcast episode and then going back to last week's episode there were things like i wanted to continue talking about so the, um, the push and the pull goals really centering contentment within that conversation centering minimalism and focus all of that but before we get to that there's there's this topic that i've had on my mind for as long as i can remember like every iteration of the podcast i've had it on my mind and I've always been like I really want to talk about it but there's so much to say there's so much to think about there's so much to think through and just feeling like you know I won't say everything but you know I'm just going to go for it and I think I'm going to start there and it's this idea of the burden of potential and if growing up I don't know if you heard the sentence why can't you be like her or why can't you be like him or why can't you be more like him Thankfully, I didn't have that a lot because first things first, like I'm just even going to take this moment and just go on that journey and talk about that, appreciating people that were good to you, appreciating your family if you had like a good, relatively good setup because as the media will show, as the media will tell you, when you look at all these movies, there's so many portrayals of dysfunction. Like you see it, you see dysfunction, you see how people can be, mishandled like destinies can be mishandled and so like if your parents tried of course they were not perfect but if they tried like if you feel like on a scale of one to ten with everything that i'm seeing in the world with all the discussions that i've had they did well by me, not perfectly, but they did well. I think we need to take those moments and really appreciate our parents, our guardians, people that were good to us. And and I say that because I strongly feel feel like my parents did really good with my siblings. And I, I remember just on as I started growing older and just having conversations, I just remember just starting to realize that they really tried. Like I feel confident. I feel the the way I was raised, the way I was built up, like all of that. It wasn't by chance this was like sacrifice of certain people dedication of certain people and you know if you listen to several of the episodes i can get into more stuff like i can do by all by myself you know singleness is great blah 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 like i'm, I'm that person and i was listening to a message by um, pastor andy stanley at one point and he said something he said there are two type of two types of people that say you know i don't need anybody people that have never gone without people like if it's like if you've never been hungry you can say oh, i want to fast today i don't feel like eating because you've never been hungry like every time you've wanted food you found food you, you're not scared where the next meal is coming from and so you can be very flippant about it you can say i don't care i don't like food i'll eat when i feel like because you've never lacked and it's that it's that way too with affection if you've always known affection if even if it's imperfect if you have always felt guarded and covered and protected and wanted and, ac- and accepted and loved it's easy to say i don't need anybody because you've had it and you know an overflow and then the second type of people are people that have never had that and so they've developed this sort of defiance and this front this this facade that they wear and they say you know i don't care i don't want i don't need it those are the two types of people that i spoke about that you know say things like i don't need anybody but being on the former like right, being one of the former and just being in that place i just decide you know i just started learning and decided to to be more appreciative of the things that have been blessed with and also in in um, in addition to that is I also learned the importance of being a covering for people there's of my friend was saying this um I was talking to a friend and she was saying you know holding space for people it's hard to to love well from a broken state and if you've been privileged that by your walk with God, by just good parents, by good friends, by good guardians that you, you feel like you have a solid backing and solid uh, support system. I think it's very important for us to go into the world, looking to give people that like, if your cup isn't empty, it's good to go out trying to fill other people's cups up because there are a lot of broken people in the world. And I think that we need to become conscious about, you know, I've been given so much love. Let's, let's just start spreading this thing. Let's start making people feel at home. Let's start making people feel accepted. Yeah, that's that's a lot that's not even the topic but i just i just thought i had to go back to that so going back to what i was saying about the burden of potential if you grew up hearing around you maybe not to you directly but just around you hearing things like why can't you be more like her why can't you be more like him that sentence is very negative for the person on the receiving end like um the receiving end hate factor for the person on the receiving end um the person that is directed towards like why can't you be more like her why can't you be more like him but it's also it can also become a problem for the her or the him in that sentence and based on personality type based on i just don't like getting in trouble based on just like the grace of god i grew up grew up being the her in that sentence a lot of times and i know that i'm not alone like it's not like oh one in a million that kind of stuff it's that many of us actually know what it feels like to be the her in that sentence or the him in that sentence. And there are people that like, they'll be the all around her. Like be fine like her, be smart like her, be well-spoken like her, or be athletic like him, be rich like him, be smart like him, be god like him. There are people that like, they are the all around her. Like when they say just be like her, it's like your entire destiny. Just be like her or be like him. But then for most of us, you have one area in your life where you are the her. So be as, as pretty as her. Why can't I be just? Can't I just be as beautiful as her? Why can't I just be as smart as her? Why can't I just be as smart as him? Why can't I just be as fashionable as him? So, for many of us, we have one place, one area in your life, where you are the her, you're the him. The problem is that that has a tendency of becoming your identity, and so when you there's something that you are celebrated for. the enemy because you know we're just going to throw it on satan the enemy can weaponize even a good thing and make that a box that becomes a limitation for you it becomes a burden for you when you become the her in that sentence it becomes it begins to feel like you can never fall behind because you have to retain your position in that sentence like everything you want to do now becomes a question of is this good enough to keep me as the her in that sentence is this good enough to keep me as the him in that sentence you know what am i supposed to be doing because i'm this person um what is expected of me because i'm this person you know i've I've always been an a student a b's failure i'll cry i cannot have a b like this struggle i must stay perfect oh i'm so pretty everybody says i'm pretty one spot on my face that's the end i can't have spots on my face and you know sometimes when you're having these conversations it can seem like that's so silly that's so fickle that's so like small But it can become a weight that you carry. Like this whole burden of potential. It can become a box that limits you. And not just in the area of certain things. Even in timelines. Like this is thing I've been thinking about. Joking and I'll probably put it in a book or something. One of those stories about the overachieving girl's to do list. It's like go to school get your first car, get a great resort or whatever, come out, get a great job, then find somebody or be found by somebody, then get married, then have children. And it's like, you go through your life with all these lists that... To maintain your position as that. Her. Like you are not the problem child. You are the golden child. You're the good one. You are a great child. You are a role model. You are the expect like you, are- you you are the one. So you have to maintain all these things. And you can go through like just like ticking boxes. It's like all these expectations, all those things that you're supposed to be doing. And that can be a burden. And you know, when I see those videos, um I met him, I met my husband in six months and we got married, or I met uh, my husband found me all those videos on youtube about uh, testimony time of how you found you somebody you and you were married in six months and i'm not against it like i always say marriage is so beautiful like the institution of marriage is so powerful it's temporary like it's just on this earth you're not going to be married in heaven so that should help you like balance how important it really is but it's great it's a great institution it's amazing when you find someone to run with and to do destiny with and to do purpose with and to have children and raise a godly seed for god on earth all of that but I'm scared that many of us, we we've gone to this space where there's like a checklist. And there are testimonies where you can actually hear that, you know, this is going to be amazing for Destiny. This is a great union. And they are telling when you hear that, no, this is just someone that felt the pressure of not becoming a Shiloh prayer point. With me, I think I'm being... I'm just going to drop it and just say that, you know, we just need to be careful with that kind of content because particularly for ladies, I think that there's a lot of pressure on the issue of relationships and Marriage is not an achievement. Marriage is a call to work. Marriage is a call to to build something. Marriage is a call to die to yourself every day. Like marriage is serious business. And like Pastor Kingston says, marriage is not even a source of income. Like it's not anything to say that, oh, you know, I've made you to I've crossed the line, you know, I've I've hammered or whatever that is for you. And thinking through those perspectives, like it's important to have these conversations because if you're not careful. You're just trying to do things I expected of you. You're just trying to do things that you think you need to do. You're just trying to do things that will not make you a problem child. And again, going back to like this entire thing I'm talking about, the burden of potential, even to awards. Like you have people now th- checking everything that you're doing in your life and thinking, is this worthy of this my position now, this person that I am, or these all these expectations. And I just don't think that's that's a good, empowering, freeing way to live your life thinking that you know this is what is expected this is the way to maintain this stance i don't think we should be going into life with such pressure with such boxes being caged caged in these boxes and i just think that at some point you have to realize that nothing outside you defines you and this is personal to me because like i I started out saying you know it's something that i knew i like i knew really well and just going back to like the school thing the school system is not perfect and i'll say that as someone that has actually benefited from the school system it's not perfect right but there's that thing that happens when you know you're having your grades and you're doing well all these things that initially started as harmless like it's great like you can't be doing when people not praise you right it's like so when are you saying that when your child like has a great result you shouldn't celebrate the child because it becomes the child's identity that's not what i'm saying right but You have to think about what's happening as well. How this thing, once you emphasize the importance of something, once you celebrate something, it can become instilled subconsciously that this is who you are. This is what makes you valuable. This is what makes you important. And you need to get to a place where you realize that, no, that's not it. Like Without all these things, all these things aside... I have value and I have worth. And for me, that comes from my faith. That comes from knowing that, you know, while we're yet sinners, God loved us. Like before the foundations of the world, he chose us. Like these are things that we did not particularly play any part in. This is an identity that was conferred on you. This is love, unconditional love that was conferred on you. And this is from my faith. This is what has become such a stronghold for me. In That's something that I hold strongly, something that is my identity. And so I was saying something about school and I just like thinking about this thing i talking to people about it how there's a difference between when an a student says certain, certain things and when like someone that came out with a pass says certain certain things again the school system is not perfect this is not to say that if you had a third class or a pass you can't do anything great with your life we all know that you can like the come on like we all know that you can particularly in this generation first class third class once you have proposed, you have God on your side, you're ready to commit to the work, you'll be fine. But for the sake of this illustration, right, it's like when there's this book, Why um, A Students Work for C Students. I've used that book as an illustration so many times, I haven't even read it. I probably need to put it on your to-read list or something. But the issue is like when someone that came up with a pass, for example, says, I don't want to do anything with this degree i want to go and start something else and you know many times we think about something in the creative sense not to think that artists and actors and actresses and photographers aren't brilliant they're brilliant people they're hard-working people but again for the sake of this illustration so someone comes up with a third class and says your uh, pass and says i just i don't want to use my engineering degree or my law degree whatever degree i want to go and do something else of course typical african parents that's annoying that's sad but at this point they're pretty much like kind of reading the person off, right? It's like, well, quotes, it's not as like if you did anything <laughs> useful in quotes, and so they leave it to your own devices. But then, when somebody that had that had a first class in the same program comes and says, "I want to do the exact same thing," it's a whole different conversation. You start hearing things like, "You want to waste your brain, and you want to waste all that you have," you, and it's like. What is that? And that is the concept. Like, that's what I'm going for when I say the burden of potential. Again, it's like you have this great result, but I don't want to work here. I want to work there. You can do so much better. All of that stuff, all of those expectations can become limits that tamper with the destiny and the call upon your life. This is starting to sound more like a message on the podcast episode. I'm just gonna keep going. Anyway, so what I was going to say is what I was going for is they're getting to the solutions and the ways that I, I think about really shifting this thing and dropping the burden of potential. And the first one, like I was saying, is identity. And starting from my faith for me, like the love of God has just been so great. Like that's that's been the pivotal thing, honestly. That's been the main thing that the central thing that has really adjusted, that knowing that that love just covers everything, like whatever. Uh, statistics aside or awards aside abilities aside giftings aside all of that stuff there's love already there's love that's that's available and that's lavished so generously on me and then beyond uh, not beyond but alongside the love of god right after the love of god there's also the love of people and the way i started this episode talking about like when you've been loved well by your family when you've been loved well by friends accept that love like Carry it receive it and of course it takes a lot of healing to really receive and give love but there's something that happens when you have been loved well there's a freedom that comes from being loved well there's there's this i can do anything that comes from being loved well. when you know that you are really covered and grounded in love and also just being that kind of person as well being the kind of person that loves people regardless and it, of course it takes a lot of growth But that has been important. Like that's so important to really define identity because there's nothing like an identity that's grounded in love, unconditional love. Um, There's this was this sentence i was into was it a quote i think it was a quote by van gogh that was like everything done in love is done well and i think that everyone grounded in love is just well in life like you're just well in life you're just much better in life and again going back to family of um, your family that you're born with for people that you know you don't have that right you don't have that support system the beautiful thing is as we get older there's your family that you're born with but then there's the family that you choose and i think you start choosing people that support you like don't stay around dysfunction don't stay around negativity fight that like you you have so much worth and if people are not going to affirm that and are going to sort of stand in opposition to that please let them go like please just like let them walk away yeah so that's the first thing identity that's so important another thing is deciding what's actually important to you going back to the to the issue about for example the overachieving girls to do list right going back to marriage if you truly see the value in marriage like you you finally found this person that you actually want to spend the rest of your life with nobody should stand in your way like i'm not like that's hooray. that's like the stuff that the movies are made of right and go for that but the issue is let that be the things that let those things be the things that guide you let that kind of thinking Be what guides you, like the the standards, right? Being this person with potential, it has the plot, the good side that it might make you strive for excellence. And so, if excellence is important to you, like own it, accept it, work hard, maintain this standard, or you know, without the way, without the burden of it, but maintain this thing because it's important to you. If you study engineering and you were great at it and you really love to be an engineer, enjoy it. But we need to get to a point where we don't do things just because we're expected to do them be this is who you are this is who you need to be to maintain your reputation as the one that's not the problem child defining your own purpose and for me again going back to my faith this is where eternity is so powerful and the idea of thinking like long term after this earth what we're aiming for because what that makes me remember is the fact that at the end of it all well, no matter what awards you win on earth well, no matter what accolades you get on earth that's about that like you're just gonna you're not going to go with them from the earth. Like like Job was saying, naked I came, naked I will leave. You know, that that concept. And so when if it's not going to last beyond this side of eternity, you don't need to die there. You don't need to die there. Like you don't need to kill yourself. And for me, another thing is the beautiful thing about that is because I grew up in a Christian room home. So this is a perspective that my family has as well. And so when push comes to shove, when we're talking about what I want to do versus what you it to do. I can immediately call on that perspective and say, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, do I think this thing is important? In the grand scheme of things, will this thing resound for eternity? And whatever your worldview is, having things like that, like you you defining what's important, you defining what your purpose is, trying to live life on your terms. That is one decision that at some point you have to make. And once you make it, it sets you free from this burden of potential, in quote. And the thing is, taking the box apart. So I started this episode talking about how your your giftings can become your your box. And I'm just going to say that that again, calling out the enemy, because who else would I call out? Calling out whatever negative forces exist in the world. Calling out the devil. It's sad that your giftings can be weaponized. Like when you look about, look at pop pop culture and look at stars that they were so gifted, yet somehow they committed suicide somehow they killed themselves somehow they were engaged in very negative habits when you think about these things you wonder what happened like you can see that this is not normal for you to be so celebrated for you to be to have so much potential so much get so many gifts so much within you and have that kill you and have that make you implode and have that crumble you but that also shows you how things can get like it shows you that you see the enemy can flip your gifting on you. And so just know now from this podcast that potential isn't supposed to be burdensome. So the goal is not that I shouldn't even have potential. I wish I didn't have potential. No, it's a beautiful thing that you have gifts and you have talents. As a Christian, I know that we're not meant to hoard praise because we were not built for it. Like God is the one that's worthy of worship. No human can handle worship and survive. I know that. And I you know, I just said that because I want you, I want, you, I want that to be on your mind as well. But your giftings are good, like your giftings are divine, your giftings are put, put there by God. And just know that. But going back to the idea of the box becoming a limit, your potential becoming a limit, you can take that box apart. So going back to the school system, seeing, we talk about school like school is, again, you know, monkeys and elephants trying to compare how good they are based on who can climb a tree it's not fair i i agree with that i honestly think that there's a level of gifting that is involved when people are good at school so there's that as well however it goes beyond that a lot like i've had conversations with people when they're like i don't understand i don't understand this subject i don't understand this thing and then you get to the root of the matter and you realize that the last time they sp- they heard of this concept was in the class and they were not even paying attention so they didn't pay attention they haven't read the book after they haven't studied the notes they haven't done the examples excuse me how would you understand and so this points to the fact that beyond just talent working the school system working academia there are skills there are other skills that you're employing there's hard work there's diligence there's people skills there are people skills oh my god 69s become 70s yeah just know 75s become 80s like b's become a's because when you develop a relationship lecturers they're human beings this thing is psychological as well they start making slight adjustments like they don't it's not like they intend to help you or they intend to be unfair or to be unjust that's not it it's so psychological they are human beings as well and so if you could work the school system and come up with a good result you have so many skills that are already working like there's so many gifts so instead of saying okay i got a first class in like me chemical engineering right and saying that that means i have to be a chemical engineer all my life there's so many things that you can flip that gift into do so Open that box, whatever your giftings are, whatever the things that you're being praised for, open that box. And if the whole box itself is not what you want, right? It's not your purpose. Like you're not like, I really want to be a chemical engineer, so I don't mind it. Um, I, I have my identity, so I know that it's not a function of chemical engineering. So I'm, I'm fine. I've let go of the burden. I really want to be here. It's great. I like it. That's one. But if you actually find that you know this is your box, whatever your box is, you're so athletic or you're so beautiful or you're so smart, whatever your box is, if it's that, this box itself is, is choking me. This is not what I want to do. Take that box apart and start to look at what those giftings stand for. What is beneath that first class? So the hard work, the people skills, you can't transfer that. So when I hear someone that came up with a first class or, and again, like I said, I'm using first class because it's like a very quick illustration to use and it's like something that we can understand generally because we spend most of our lives in school anyway like we spend a lot of, not most of our lives but for most of us we spend quite some time in school like from kindergarten all the way to university to master's to phd however far you want to study in school we spend so much time doing that so let's just use those decisions so we get it so you are telling me that as a first class thing with all the work you put in to get your first class you cannot become a successful photographer like you, you think you cannot switch those skills switch those skills i just think that that's a lie and so, being able to take that box apart and saying, What are the gifts beneath this? And what can I transfer from this? Like, this is not my limitation. This is power. This potential, this is powerful. I can make anything of this potential. I will not be boxed in by my potential. I will not be weighed down by my potential. That is so powerful. Honestly, this is why this topic I've been putting it off for a long time because I could talk about it for hours and time is already going. So, I guess I will get to the other things I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode next week. Yeah. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Dream My Girl podcast. Till next week, keep going after your dreams. Love the life you have. Build the life you want. Bye, guys.